We are connected more than ever. Video calls and smartphones, nobody is out of reach for too long with a good internet connection. And why not apply those same principles to local government? The town of Manchester worked with Bang of the Table's engagement platform to start Your Voice Matters Manchester that allows the community an accessible, flexible online space to connect, inquire, and engage directly with town leaders on important issues and projects. Today we are talking with town manager Steve Stefanu about this program and more. The Municipal Voice is the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities podcast in collaboration with WNHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state-local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the consensus views of CCM or member municipal leaders. Steve, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Matt. Glad to have you here. So uh, first off, for the people listening at home um, who might not be familiar with all the forms of town government in Connecticut, uh, can you tell a little bit about what you do and what the difference is between a town manager and let's say a, a mayor or first selectman? Sure. Nobody ever asked this, so I'm, I'm glad that you do. Most people have no idea what a town manager or a city manager uh, is or does. So I, the most two common forms of government are either a, a strong mayor um, or a council manager form of government, which is what mm -hmm. we have here in Manchester. So uh, under a strong mayor, a uh, uh, mayor is directly elected by uh, the community and in that capacity also serves as the chief executive officer mm -hmm. of the municipality. So you see that in a lot of our bigger cities, your you know, Hartford, New Haven, Bridgeport. Uh, alternatively, there's also the council manager form of government. And uh, under that system, you have the elected body um, who uh, serves as the policymaking um, mm -hmm body for the community they uh their most important functions are really three of them first is to adopt and implement a budget mm -hmm. uh number two is to set overall policy for the community uh and three is to hire a city or town manager who is the chief executive officer of the administration mm -hmm. of the of the town city government um which is which is what i do so uh, I serve at the pleasure of our uh, what we call the board of directors here in Manchester, mm -hmm. which is our, our town council. Uh, we do have, uh, based on the last charter revision, a directly elected mayor uh, who's Jay Moran. Okay. Um, it, but he serves just as part of the nine board of directors. And again, uh, they hire me to manage the day-to-day -day operations mm -hmm. of the town. So I uh, supervise and evaluate uh, all of our frontline departments um, and then obviously uh, give them input and advice on matters of policy. But um, at the end of the day, it is up to the board directors um, to, uh, you know, discuss and and pass policies and pass mm -hmm. a budget. That's cool. So like kind of like in the federal government where you have the legislative and the executive branch, you've got council doing coming up with a policy and you executing that. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, though, because it's a little different. You know, I think some people like to uh, think of it as, you know, the at the state level, you have the, the governor's office and the executive branch and the General Assembly. But you do have, and I always point this out, that the legislative body also does have oversight over the administration. And obviously by, mm -hmm. um, you know, my relationship with them and them evaluating 
the the manager they do have a direct role so they are the legislative body but they also do have oversight obviously on mm -hmm. on administration and uh and operational matters cool all right well that explains it for some of the people at home um so we asked you on today to talk about your voice matters um and before we jump into some of the details can you talk a little bit about just a broad overview of what does it do who benefits Sure. Yeah, no, thanks for asking. So one of the things that I've been focused on, and I think a lot of cities and towns are focused on right now, is uh, improving engagement with the community. And I think especially in kind of this brave new world of um, of social media, um, various platforms that are available, trying to figure out ways to um, both, you know, get more in, direct input and feedback from from residents, but also sort of the two way engagement of getting messaging out um, from the town itself on keeping people informed uh, on, you know, actual facts about what's going on in town, mm -hmm. updates on, on projects. Uh, and I think that's increasingly hard now in, you know, in the world that we live in that's so digitalized um, you know, social media is great for a lot, but, uh, you know, a lot of times with message boards, there can be misinformation that gets out there. Um, people might hear one thing, uh, that isn't necessarily accurate. And it's really important, obviously, for cities and towns to make sure that accurate information is getting out to residents. And then crucially that we're, we're hearing from people who may not, uh, either be interested or, or comfortable with the more traditional ways of engaging with your local government, which is, you know, a, a bi-monthly meeting where you have to come to town hall, uh, you know, at seven o'clock on a, on a Tuesday once or twice a month. And I think that's where, um, you know, the, the sort of digital ecosystem does provide an opportunity for local mm -hmm. governments to do a better job of, of engaging, um, with our residents. So what what we've done, um, we've established a Office of Communications and Civic Engagement, mm -hmm. uh, which has two full-time staff members right now. And really their their job is mainly twofold. And and like I said, fulfilling those those uh bilateral um modes of communication, both mm -hmm. by receiving input from the community and also getting town's messaging out there. Yeah. Uh, so what they do is, you know, they, they'll manage our, our social media. Um, they'll, they'll manage our, uh, our mailing list. Uh, we have a Manchester matters, uh, uh mailer email, um, that goes on a regular basis. And then, one of the things I think we're most proud about is Your Voice Matters, which is what you brought me on here to talk about today, which yeah. is a online engagement platform that is really project-based. And okay. for major projects that are going on in town, we'll set up uh, a, a, a piece of Your Voice Matters to allow members of the community to click on and see what's going on with that particular project. So whether it's building our new library whether it's our uh, downtown streetscapes project, um, 
whether it's our parks and facilities master plan, it allows members of the public, again, to go in, get a little more context, and then mm. provide direct feedback on what they think about the project, any questions that they might have, um, and any input. And, mm. and it's a way to directly engage with us, you know, outside of sort of, like I said, your traditional coming to a meeting, yeah. giving a tentative statement, and then I... And then, you know, not being able to to hear from us directly. Yeah. So what inspired uh, Your Voice Matters? Did you go in search of a tool to do this for the town or did the platform come to you and you thought, oh, this is a kind of a perfect fit? No, it, uh, it was more the former that we were we were looking something sort of specifically um, to to fill that that gap that I was talking about and that mm -hmm. really could be more project focused um, and that also required, you know, there is a little bit of, um, I guess, responsibility on the citizen to kind of, mm -hmm. I mean, we'll promote this, but also to seek out and get some context on something before just making a comment, like on a, on a you know, a Facebook messaging system. It's mm -hmm. easy to, you know, see something that the town puts out there and just, you know, quickly spout out a, a, a comment on a, on a Facebook post, whereas this... Mm -hmm. You really have to um, take time to get a sign up. Okay. Um, uh, you know, you are supposed to ensure that you're an actual Manchester resident. Mm -hmm. um, you can be another stakeholder if you're a business owner um, or, or a frequent visitor. But again, it, it puts a little more skin in the game from the perspective of the person who's who's interacting with us. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I think that gives a level of um, assurance that you know, from, from the town side that we're engaging with someone who, you know, is a member of the community who has a good faith interest in what we're doing mm -hmm. um, and whose feedback we are going to, you know, really consider and, and hear uh, and potentially, you know, ultimately alter some of the projects that we're, we're working on based on yeah. uh, the input that they're giving us. Um. So as we noted at the top of the show, it's easier than ever to stay in contact with friends and family through social media and stuff. But why is it important for residents to stay in contact with their town? And why is it important for a town to stay in contact with its residents? Sure. I mean, that's a great question. I mean, I'd, I'd argue that's why, um, you know, local government's so important and it, it kind of gets to uh, bigger first principles of, of democracy. But, mm -hmm. you know, for, for a local government to work well, um, you really need an active and engaged citizenship mm -hmm. um, because we're at the end of the day and getting back to the, the form of government the the town administration is is here to carry out the will of the community mm -hmm. uh, and we can't do that if if we're not hearing directly from the people that we serve so yes there's you know there's a place for staff expertise for mm -hmm. um, you know technical capability you need, you need planners, you need engineers, you need subject matter experts, whether it's public safety or economic development. But, you know, at the end of the day, for us to be successful, um, we need to make sure that we know what our residents want. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the essence of, of local government is making sure that we're uh, carrying out the the will of uh, the, the people that we serve mm -hmm. each and every day. And, and I also think, you know, I guess a little more specifically on major projects. So I'll take our library, for example, we're, mm -hmm. we're in the process of designing and building 
a 21st century library here in Manchester, which is incredibly exciting. Uh, our current main branch, uh, while beloved, um, goes back to the 1930s, and wow. uh, we've we've outgrown. Uh, and and uh, the the voters overwhelmingly two years ago approved a uh, the the resources to fund and build a new library. Mm -hmm. But this is going to be a building that's going to be you know at the in the heart of downtown Manchester, serving you know families and visitors and residents for hopefully you know centuries to come. So it's really important that we get the input from yeah. the Manchester community of what do they want to see with their with their brand new library. Um, you know, thinking out not just for the next few years, but for the next several decades. Yeah. So what this tool allows us to do is sort of roll out um, in different increments. This is where we're at right now. This is, this is uh, you know, where we're at with the external design, the internal design. We have a committee that's working on this. This allows the committee to get input from the public about mm -hmm. what they like with the plans. Maybe, you know, if there's anything that is, is polarizing to, to get direct input from people that are going to be impacted. Okay. Um, so it's, you know, it's crucial. Yeah. So large part of it is, uh, you know, clarity, keeping, showing people what's going on, uh, people being able to look in and follow along with projects. Exactly. Yep. That's really cool stuff. Um, one of the facets that was interesting about this platform is that it's extremely accessible. Um, it's ADA compliant, it's open 24 seven, it's multilingual. Do you think you're hearing from residents that you otherwise would not have heard from if you maintained, you know, in-person only comment forums? Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think just back to the, I mean, the, the point of the fact that, you know, it, it's not easy. And I can say this as someone who's got two young kids, um, three and, and, and one, that, you know, if I were not in this line of work, it would be difficult for me to make it out to a meeting on a Tuesday mm -hmm. to give my input of, you know, whatever was happening with, with my local government. Uh, and we certainly are able to increase engagement with folks that can't come to a meeting necessarily or that we can't meet out, um, you know, or, or hear from directly during normal business hours. So, um you know, we think based on just what we collect in terms of demographics and just the mm -hmm. fact that um, the the amount of engagements that we've seen on the platform over the course of what's coming up to four years uh, certainly shows us that, yeah, we're, we're hearing from people that we otherwise wouldn't. Um, yeah. Now, that being said, we're still, you know, it's a work in progress. And I think mm -hmm. especially, you know, in Manchester, uh, we have a increasingly uh, diverse community, mm -hmm. um, which is what we think is one of our biggest strengths as, as a community. We're uh, likely, I think, later this decade to become a major majority minority. Uh, we have a large mm -hmm. Spanish-speaking population. We have a, a large Southeast Asia population. Bengali is actually, um, other than English and Spanish, uh, our, our biggest spoken language. Wow. And we we really want to make sure that we're reaching those populations. Mm -hmm. You know, we we continue to think of ways in which you know we we are becoming more successful and getting mm -hmm. um, people, especially from historically marginalized groups, I think, to feel more comfortable with 
platforms like this to give feedback to the town. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's an ongoing uh, effort and, you know, frankly, one that we we do want to make sure that we're doing a better job of reaching mm -hmm. historically marginalized groups. And, you know, this is one way in which we can do that. Yeah, it's important stuff to do. Um... You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM. Now, you've used this platform in a lot of ways already, but one of your recent projects, uh, Repurposed Schools, gained over 2,000 participants alone. Um, what was that like to see kind of that success? Were you, were you proud of it? Were you overwhelmed? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it was uh, it was rewarding and, and you know, especially uh, thinking about to one of your initial questions about sort of the purpose of this mm -hmm. um, that's exactly what we you know what we've wanted to see that's been a big uh, a big project that we've been continuing to work on um, it's just part of a, a consolidation and modernization of our elementary schools has uh, left us with a few buildings that are uh, either currently vacant or going to be mm -hmm. vacant at the end of this modernization of uh, of some of the elementary schools. And uh, it was an opportunity for us to hear directly from folks about what they wanna see with uh, of, of these buildings, mm -hmm. what they're looking for, um, you know, sort of broad uh, hopes and desires in terms of, of programming and services. And uh, and like you said, you know, 2000 people is a, is a really good, sample size and on on that particular initiative we did really good at um getting outreach to historically marginalized groups uh one of actually two of the buildings are in um two of our uh lower income neighborhoods here in mm -hmm. town uh high on uh on svi social vulnerability vulnerability index mm -hmm. uh uh scales so all the more important um i think because you know unfortunately i think there is a correlation between you know uh household income other you know uh sort of social determinants of health mm -hmm. sort of scores and engagement and that gets back to my earlier point about you know we want to make sure that we're not getting uh we're hearing from the entire community. And I mm -hmm. think this, the repurposed schools is one where we actually did do a good job of making sure we were hearing from the people that were most impacted, that live closest to the buildings, um, and that uh, do represent communities that historically haven't been able to communicate or engage with the town. Yeah. Um, and what are the responses that you get through this platform like? Is it just, you know, I love it, thumbs up, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like this, or are you getting, you know, novels? Good question. I, overall, I think it's, I, it's positive. You know, I think people, people appreciate the, the opportunity and, and the, the flexibility. Um, you know, it, it's also, uh, I think, to be fair, somewhat self-selecting that, you know, you need someone who is somewhat computer savvy that, mm -hmm. you know, has an internet connection and can sign up. So it, it gets to my point where, I mean, this, and I guess I should have said this earlier, this is just one tool in the toolbox mm -hmm. of this overall engagement effort. Um, you know, I think we're likely to get a, a younger demographic 
um, you know, obviously that's, that's able, that's adept with, with technology. Mm -hmm. uh, it is ADA compliant, which is, which is great, but, um, it is somewhat of a, a self-selecting group that's going to be able to, um, you know, navigate the online platform. We try and make it as intuitive and, you know, easy to use as possible. Mm -hmm. But that being said, you know, there's, there's some folks that I think might have trouble with it. And for that, you know, we try and make sure that we, um, in addition to doing the Your Voice Matters, that we're doing in-person surveys. So mm -hmm. like on the Recovery Schools Project, we would uh, set up a little pop-up tent at a farmer's market that served the same neighborhood as one of the repurposed schools mm -hmm. uh, and had a booth where, you know, people could just fill out forms there in person in case they didn't have the ability to, to get online. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, it'll range from, depending on what sort of survey we put out, sometimes if you do, you know, a multiple choice survey along with narrative, you'll get, you know, people to just do multiple choice uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, filling out different scales. And then some people will, you know, uh, write a perver perverbal uh, novel, which is fine, yeah. which is good. I mean, to me, uh, the, you know, the more feedback, the better. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, how do you identify what projects to share? That's a good question. I mean, it's, it's, in art more than a science, admittedly, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, we try and focus on ones that are, you know, they're going to have a big impact, um, you know, and, and it, not only in terms of, of resources, mm -hmm. uh, and that are, you know, potentially going to be a large chunk of uh, taxpayer money because it's mm -hmm. important obviously that we're we're spending that in uh in in a way that the community wants to see it but getting back to the library a project that's gonna um endure uh and have importance and impact on the community uh for you know a, a certain period of time so mm -hmm. you know you don't want to overuse the tool where it's like you know uh what do you think of this stop sign location yeah. you know that, that obviously isn't going to be practical so i think it's a balance between you know our our plan of conservation development which every city and town in connecticut has to do mm -hmm. once every 10 years that was that good example of one that it's not a physical, tangible project, mm -hmm. but it's one that is incredibly important for shaping the way Manchester is going to look yeah. uh, in terms of planning and development. Uh, the Parks and Facilities Master Plan, again, those are you know major infrastructure, uh, recreational facilities that uh, you know we created a master plan on that's going to have impact for years to come. Same thing with the library. Same thing with our downtown streetscape design. So I, I think we're really looking for for uh, pulling out projects that are very impactful for a wide range of the community for, um, you know, not only now, but well into the future. Very cool. Um, so you mentioned this before, but uh, you have a new civic engagement specialist. Uh, yeah. What does... What exactly does that role entail and how does it fit in with your voice matters sure so um 
the civic engagement specialist uh, is currently uh, Michelle Doyle, who works with Brianna Smith, who's our uh, communications and civic engagement director. Mm -hmm. um, and they they make up they make up that office. Uh, the civic engagement specialist is part of her role is to um, to monitor your voice matters to help mm -hmm. um, set up the the project pages and then you know facilitate and assist with uh, feedback that we get the interactions between relevant departments and uh, and and the community uh, assists in our overall communication strategy framework and implementation. So, I uh, you know, the multi-pronged approach of, um, we do a, a quarterly, uh, physical Manchester, uh, flyer that goes out to all of our residents. Mm -hmm. We have various social media, Instagram, uh, you know, Facebook, uh, and then our, uh, our mailing list, our, our email lists, uh, and, and this just managing that, that's a big component of the role. Mm -hmm. And then what we've also done kind of expanding on your voice matter matters is that specialist, Michelle, civic engagement specialist has spearheaded, uh, what we're calling community conversations, mm -hmm. which is, uh, a opportunity for, a, a sort of group of community members that, uh, we've reached out to that again, we've tried to be intentional in finding um, members of the community that, that represent folks that historically we haven't done a great job of engaging with or, mm -hmm. or that we just haven't seen show up through the traditional methods of, of local government engagement. And she's been doing focus groups with them, just getting, you know, candid insight and feedback on, you know, what's going well with, the town um, and uh, their perspective on, you know, what we're doing with engaging the community and what's not going well and how yeah. can we improve um, and how can we try and make sure uh, that that, that two-way um, line of communication is, uh, is improving and is, is best that it can be. So those are sort of the major things that they're, they're working on right now. Very interesting. Um, with something like this, we've talked about how the public interacts with it and can use it to access stuff. But um, how was it with town employees? Did you have to get buy-in from a lot of people? Was there resistance or or good good question? I uh, and fortunately here, you know, I think we have a a staff that um, was very open and and willing to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and what's nice is that, again, you can, for each project, you can set up town contacts. So, okay. you know, for, for the library project, you have obviously library staff, um, also some, you know, construction management staff along with, with my office, mm -hmm. but for, um, you know, uh, something like the, uh, streetscape, you know, you have engineers that are on that. Mm -hmm. And I think they appreciate the fact that they're, they're given an opportunity to give um, just objective input and uh, answers to questions in a, you know, in a controlled 
but you know, open environment. And, yeah. and I think the ability for them to also see directly from stakeholders who've gone through the process of, you know, being willing to sign up again, it's not just your random Facebook or Reddit commenter. Yeah. It's someone that really has shown that they have a, a good faith interest in whatever project they're working on. And, you know, from a, you know, I think from a, you know, public servant perspective that that's fulfilling. I mean, that, that should be yeah. the reason that you're, you're doing this work in the first place is to, um, you know, be able to, you know, serve, serve the community. And then also, um, you know, hear feedback directly and hopefully incorporate that in the work that you're doing. Yeah, that that's uh, interesting. You know, the transparency goes both ways. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, so one of the reasons that we asked you on to the Municipal Voice to talk about this uh, project was that it won the 2023 Municipal Excellence Awards, uh, specifically in the category of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, what compelled you to submit this platform to the competition? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I think it gets back to a lot of the previous answers that that I've I've given, but you know, a priority certainly for me and on behalf of you know the board of directors who I serve and and the mayor has been figuring out a way um, in a uh, already diversified but increasingly diversified town with um, you know uh, multiple languages spoken, various cultures. Uh, ensuring that we're, you know, as a local government to get back to that sort of fundamental question that you asked of why is this mm. important is because, you know, local government can't be successful unless we're um, actually serving the interests and needs of, of the community who lives mm. here. Um, and we think that this has been, you know, again, a, a work in progress, only one tool in the toolbox but a way in which we have successfully um, engaged people in non-traditional ways, and it's helped informed uh, the the projects that we're working on right now. And you know, we're excited. There's a lot of a lot of the things over the next two years that um, you know we've we've been in a planning phase, but now mm -hmm. we're in an implementation phase where whether it's uh, a a brand new park that's uh, a result of the parks and facilities master plan that mm -hmm. was part of your voice matters uh that's going to include a artificial uh, turf field with lighting for our soccer groups there's going to be a skate park that's been long advocated for by a, a lot of our youth community and a pump track uh that's all going to be located in one park where construction is going to start this year mm -hmm. we're going to have the new library that'll be you know starting this year or next year and hopefully opening in the next two or three years uh and we feel confident in these projects and really excited about them because we have taken the time to hear from members of the community uh, that are going to be, you know, utilizing these these services and programs. Um, and uh, and now we're actually seeing them come to fruition. That's great. Um, we like to end up each episode talking about the future of being optimistic. So my question is, are you optimistic about the future of civic engagement in town? Are you feeling good about it? Yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, you know, I think there's I, I'm I'm very optimistic with a focused tool like this and where I would mm -hmm. encourage, you know, any other city or town or, you know, organization that seeks to do a better job 
of, uh, you know, engaging with whatever stakeholder group to look at things like this that are a little more uh, focused and transparent in what the goal is mm-hmm. versus I, I guess what I'm what I'm less optimistic about is, you know, what you see on, um, you know, just just your random social media posts or, you know, a Facebook thread or a, a Twitter thread mm-hmm. where I think that can a lot of times given the dynamics of whatever the platform is kind of bring out the worst in people, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can get, you know, arguing back and forth. What I am hopeful for and optimistic is that, you know, I think as we adapt to this, the, the disruption that we've seen, and I think the way local government functions, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity through platforms like this, um, to get to a place where we are again getting to the the fundamental purpose of local government, which is to uh, provide and serve the the residents and and uh, folks, businesses, visitors who who uh, frequent our our cities and towns, and yeah, I, I I'm incredibly optimistic uh, just given the success that we've had with this uh, specific platform. And I'm also, you know, what I find interesting and also, um, uh, you know, giving me optimism is is that there's a lot of uh, potential opportunities in in technology that mm-hmm. probably don't exist or just, you know, uh, starting out now. Um, that things that we we probably wouldn't even think of that five years from now you'll have yeah. someone on on the municipal voice will be talking about. Uh, you know, some new tool that will even enhance and, and uh, you know, come up with a better iteration for for online civic engagement or, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be online. So, uh, yes, incredibly optimistic. Great. Well, Steve, thanks for talking with us today. Sounds like Manchester's in good hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Matt, for that, the invite. And thanks for uh, CCM for all all its support uh and you know for I, I think it's just important the the excellence awards and just recognizing the great work that's going on across the state uh in you know in in many different aspects uh is a value in itself and and appreciate the opportunity to be able to to highlight this and and i also just want to put out there anyone that's interested that is listening feel free to reach out uh to me directly or to um brianna smith uh, our communications director, who unfortunately couldn't be with me for mm-hmm. for this, uh, otherwise she would have been, um, to learn more about the platform uh, and happy to share any um, best practices. That's the nice thing about local government yeah. is we can we can uh, steal best practices from from everybody, and uh, folks are happy to do it. So, yeah, it's one of the great parts of CCM is the sharing of, of the best practices between our members. Absolutely. All right, Steve. Well, thanks for talking with us today. Thanks, Matt. We'd like to thank our guest, Steve Stefanik. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH 103.5 FM. Christopher Gilson is our producer, Harry Draws is on the boards, and I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like, and watch out for our CCM chat series on our YouTube page.